0: Welcome to the Trail Manners Podcast, episode number four. Today, we're going to be talking with Jen and Lynn Eaton. If this is your first time listening, then thanks for coming. The Trail Manners Podcast is produced every week for your enjoyment, and show notes are found at trailmanners.com. Come back often, and please feel free to add the podcast to your favorite RSS feed or iTunes. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Trail Manners. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get after it. Welcome back to the Trail Manners podcast. Today, Studio 78 is on the IR. So we are at Beans and Brew in Salt Lake City by REI. We got Joel Hatch with us, and today our guest is Jenalyn Eaton. Uh, How are you doing this morning?
1: Doing well, thanks.
0: Well, thanks for joining us. It was kind of short notice and kind of uh, scrambled together at the last minute, but thanks for taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today. No problem. So you have... um, a website, themountainist.com. Yes. And on the website, you are a trail runner, rock climber, kind of a mountain mountainist, just like your website says.
1: Yes. Oh. Kind of the, more of the run-mo feel, I guess, combination of everything.
0: So tell me, how did you get into the whole running, the mountain scene? How did you get into that?
1: I, I started rock climbing about age 12. And really picked it up when I was 14 I was climbing maybe three to five days a week as much as I run now and I spent the next 10 to 12 years climbing that frequently I I always ran during I knew I liked running I tried cross-country in high school but never really clicked I was one of those I show up every so many days just when I felt like it and uh started trail running when we lived in Colorado a little bit more and spent more and more time there. I spent a lot of time climbing in Rifle, Colorado. Um, It's the exact kind of climbing I don't like. It's overhung and powerful and muscular and I'm more of the trad climber. I like it scary and (laughs) run out and very different style and spent a lot of time in Rifle. And One day I was there with my kids, and I was like, why am I spending all day doing something that I don't even want to do? And it's kind of in a, I was in a cotton t-shirt and jean cutoffs, and I was like, I'm just gonna go run. <laughs> and I left, and I came back <laughs> a few hours later, and kind of, uh, that was like a big moment there as far as switching sports. I decided I was kind of done with climbing, and I, I still climbed at that point maybe four days a week, but I, my focus was on running.
0: And you don't and run in jean shorts anymore though, right?
1: I have some ink burn <laughs> faux jean shorts <laughs> for old times' sake. But
0: so, so, what brought you to Utah?
1: Um, kind of the wind. I the two years before moving to the Salt Lake Valley, I moved twelve times. Wow! So it kind of never felt like I found a home, and. You know I've got kids and I wanted to find somewhere where I felt like okay we can be here a bit let put down roots and I never wanted to live in Utah to be honest <laughs> I kind of moved here thought maybe it'd be a, another four-month stint or something and kind of fell in love with the Wasatch Mountains and so here I am a few years later still here yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> right on so You've been pretty successful with your racing and running over the last couple of years. You've had some pretty impressive finishes with the Bryce race, with Antelope Canyon race. Mm-hmm. Um, you also did well at Buffalo Run. Um, I know that you know, with that given success, you're looking to move maybe into a different aspect of traveling through the mountains. And you touched on something really interesting earlier when you said run mo. And I I think that's something that's really big right now or it's gonna be even bigger in the next few years. So explain a little bit about what that is gonna be for you now and in the future. So what are your future plans taking that running and extending it into like ridge traverses and link ups and stuff like that?
1: Okay, I have to tell you the the background story on Runmo, Uh, I was with Matt Van Horn and we were going up Colpit Gulch to do North Thunder. And it's 6 p.m. when we started. So wow, and it's kind of considered that the Bushwhack Out Bells and the Bushwhack Up Coal Pit are two of the most miserable things you can do in the Wasatch. So we figured, why not do them in the same day? <laughs> and this was planned maybe an hour before. So we showed up at the trailhead with whatever was in our cars and kind of just scrambled together. Otherwise, I would have never done Coal pit in a skirt. Uh, <laughs> And we're going up there, and it's, you know, like, neck-deep raspberry bushes and stinging nettle. And you're scrambling up waterfalls and random dangling ropes. And it was a bit of the game of would you rather, like, go through the stinging nettle or climb up the waterfall? (laughs) Sometimes you end up doing both. And it was was fun. And we're kind of laughing about it. And we get up there, and we're kind of climbing through, like, this little hobbit hole in the trees, and I was like, what is this? You know, like, I've been told if I have running shoes on, I'm running, but this is not running, and it's not running at all, and it's not necessarily mountaineering because I don't have, I'm not, like, on an expedition, and I'm not pursuing these 20,000-foot peaks. Like, what do we call this? And we were kind of joking and laughing, and and then i was like this is like run-mo. and the phrase kind of stuck i
2: so you hear her first <laughs> jeng is responsible for that term all right trademark stamped she that's owns right. it that's right she owns there it, we folks go.
1: <laughs> we like it cuz it kind of mocks the skimo kids yeah. Yeah, i have some resentment towards them all winter long when i see them playing where i would like to be playing <laughs> so <laughs> i a little bit of uh, bitterness there, but it's kind of a fun term as far as, you know, it's not quite your average peak bagging, but it's not running either. It's some hybrid between the two. Well, that's
0: right. what makes it great, is you can just do what you want to do, and you don't need
2: a name, right? Or right. Now you do. you, so you like, do need a name, and it's her name. Yeah. She owns it.
1: Yep. <laughs> that day, for example, we hit a peak that's probably one of the least done 11ers in the Wasatch because of its inaccessibility, we did that and came off and went over Bells Cleaver Pass and out Bells. And that link-up is generally like an all-day misery fest. <laughs> and we started at like 6 p.m. and finished by 11 or something. Like, it would just be able to move quickly like that and do something that would normally be an all-day thing and instead was a drive straight from work and show up and see what happens and get donuts after nice, type of a nice. thing. nice. That's my so. kind of <laughs> run right there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> So with that, Run Mo, and talking about 11s, so you have a project that you're hoping to accomplish next year in 2016, in the summer. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Um, I have a, a line I'd like to pursue, um, call it the Wasatch 11ers, or maybe Wasatch Monopoly. I want to take over all of the 11ers in one push. Nice. So there's 36 peaks and sub-peaks in the Wasatch. Um and I linked them all, or completed them all in just over a month this summer. I thought I had done them all in a month and found out a week later I would missed one, so went back that day and went and tagged it. Uh, but I would like to try to do them all in a push. Um, it would go from some first summit to last summit, as far as time, and then I would use a, cr- a crew support vehicle uh, between trailheads. Because otherwise, to fast pack it, I think it would double the time. Yeah. Um, but I think it could be done in about three days. Wow. So how much um, climbing
2: do you think is going to be on those peaks total?
1: Like vertical gain yeah, like or vertical scrambling? Gain. Uh, vertical gain. Vertical gain, you're going to be looking at at least 90,000. Wow.
2: Oh, my goodness. If not
1: more than 100, That's like I would a guess.
0: double hard yeah, I was, just hard say, I was just say, you're getting six, <laughs> close to six digits for sure
2: on that.
1: Yeah, it, it's going to be around that.
2: That's going to be brutal. What's Nolan's? Nolan's is. I, I'd have to look, to be honest yeah. with you. Yeah, so I'm not even sure. We're, we're talking something harder than Nolan's, maybe.
1: Time wise, it's going to be longer right. than Nolan's. Um, and as it should be, it's 36 instead of 14. Right, yeah. And where the 14ers are higher mountains than our 11ers, um, we still have the highest outside of the Tetons, the highest valley-to-summit ratio, where we're 7,000 feet below our mountain range. I mean, that's the same difference between the Tetons and their valley.
2: Right. Wow. So if you get that under your belt and you're successful with that, got anything else that you want to try to accomplish next summer or you got something maybe the summer after that that you're looking at?
1: Um, next year, I'm Barclay's going to be a, a, kind of the A thing if I get into Barclay. Did you say Barkley? Um, yes.
0: Whoa. I just... My heart fluttered a little bit there. (laughs) I threw up a little bit.
1: (laughs) I got on the wait list uh, this last year. I had chewed Laz out um, right before the lottery because he does, you know, his little thing every year where he kind of rails on women saying we're too soft to finish Barkley and I responded well maybe if you let in more than four of us yeah. <laughs> one of us could finish the damn that's thing. True. We're
0: going to start a movement right here to get you into Barkley. I think we could do that. <laughs> yeah for sure. And yeah. it, between that, the run-mo, the 11 the or Monopoly ideas, I mean there's a, there's some clothing lines I here. I know, the
2: Wasatch Monopoly, that is going to go over
1: big. <laughs> it's going to be fun yeah. and really painful and fairly dangerous. So that's the kind of thing that it's, with the runmo, it's fun to, to support and po- post all the photos. But there's a lot of places with a lot of high consequence terrain that's very serious. Yeah. I mean, uh, we've had three or four deaths on eleveners in the Wasatch in the last few months. Wow. And so it's not necessarily something to be taken very lightly either.
0: And with what you're you're doing, I mean, the planning for this is, is probably seems harder than the actual, you know task at hand i mean the planning the crew the you know the routes the lines whatever you want to call i mean that's that's months
1: yeah studying your lines is very important especially for night navigation because some of the ridges like the nebo ridge traverse so there's four summits along the nebo Mm -hmm. ridge that i'd be linking and it's got moderate third to fourth class on it and i'd be doing that ridge for sure in the dark because it's technically one of the easier ones So just knowing where you are and how to move through the terrain, whether you can see or not, is going to be pretty critical. So planning all of that and getting really familiar and comfortable with all of it.
0: Now, you have a crew lined up, I'm guessing, already, right? You've got your Uh, whole entourage ready to roll. For the
1: Monopoly? Not yet. Yeah? (laughs) No, 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 I mean, that's going to be late June. I don't generally make plans too far in advance. Yeah. (laughs) Most of the races are kind of like a a week before. Well,
0: (laughs) guess what I'm going to go do? (laughs)
1: <laughs> so these are these are big commitments i'm making already <laughs> you are and you're gonna
0: be quoted on these and it's gonna be for everybody else to hear so yeah. you know, no backing out now nope.
2: nope. all right
1: <laughs> no,
0: no takesies
2: backsies <laughs> for That's sure right. yeah no.
1: i've been obsessing about the wasatch monopoly for a few years now so it's definitely it's ready well,
2: 2016 sounds huge i mean if you get into barkley and, you know, you pull that off. Even if you do one lap on that, that's still super impressive. And then if you do the Wasatch Monopoly, that is bigger than most people's running careers, to be honest. That's really impressive. Well, thanks. I, I'm, I'm looking forward to 2016. Yeah, this, this, is a, this is exciting, right? Yeah, I mean, we're that's we're pumped fun. right now for you. That's awesome. You got yeah. a couple
0: fanboys in totally. general, so now we're just like,
2: we're locked in. I know. Right. We're, we're going to come down and you know, live cast that for you. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
1: The only other thing for 2016 is, I guess, I'm putting in for the Wasatch 100. Oh, good. I, I sometimes say things I regret. One of which was that I would run Wasatch the year that somebody bought me a white lace dress and oh. braided flowers in my hair, and uh, apparently some people thought that was pretty funny. And this year they bought me a white dress. I'm pretty
2: sure I saw <laughs> that photo. <laughs> now you gonna race in that dress?
1: I, I will. Uh oh. I will probably chafe to pieces, but. Oh my goodness. You know. <laughs>
2: Well, if you're running jean shorts, then yeah. just you know chafing may not so. be an issue, right? <laughs> You could do part of the the Wasatch Monopoly in the white dress, just to you know, do t- break it. I think i will yeah. pass. <laughs> <laughs> it could be the new thing, like the sister of the,
0: or the, what is that, the traveling pants or something like that. Yes, sister, <laughs> the
2: traveling white dress. Yeah, there you go.
0: You could start something else new.
1: Bring all the watermelons up, all of these.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that was that's that got wild hand. Yeah, it did. It's like everything you start more I think than you realize between the watermelons. Now the run. No, mo- you're going to see that go big, and the you're going to see. Yeah. Now I
2: think what we need to back up and explain the water thing a little bit yeah. so um, along the Wasatch we have a really big running group called the Wasatch Mountain Wranglers and how many people are in that right now you think?
1: More than 2,000. Yeah, it's, yeah,
2: yeah. it's really big and there's people there outside the Wasatch that are in it too just because there's such good information and in it. it's a really solid community of runners oh, and yeah. some point this fall somebody took a wire melon to the summit some mountain. And are you who? the yeah. guilty party? We're looking right at you. <laughs>
1: The whole thing started uh, after a late night watching Dirty Dancing with my girlfriend, Chelsea. And so, you know the line, I carried a watermelon, which is like the best part of the movie. So, of course, that you know, escalates to sending each other watermelon selfies. And then I was like, we got to find a funny place to post this. So I'm scanning the feeds. I looked at some political posts that had like 60 comments. I'm like, I could throw a watermelon on there. No, that doesn't seem like the right place. So on the Wrangler page, there was uh, two of my friends, Chris Pope and Sam Jukes, kind of talking about each other and uh, one-upping each other. So I threw it on there, just saying I carried a watermelon. And then it was, well, where did you carry the watermelon? Where are you going to carry it to? How high can you carry a watermelon? (laughs) Things started escalating, and more and more people got involved. So then it became this, well, who can carry a watermelon the highest and the farthest and the most difficult place? And so Sam carried a watermelon up five, and I can't let Sam one-up me. So I had to carry a watermelon up Lone Peak. (laughs) The hardest part, I think, was trying to get everyone that came uh, to eat it. Right. <laughs> I randomly, seven people said they wanted to be there when I carried the watermelon. Wow. <laughs> we had a huge group up Lone Peak that day. Well, that's they good. wouldn't have finished you have my watermelon, down. though. Right. I'm like, come on, guys. You you're ultra in. runners. Why can't you eat this?
0: Chuck it up, let it hit the ground, and everybody scramble for a piece.
2: <laughs>
1: Seriously. <laughs> <That's right>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to take a quick break, and we'll come back uh, with Jenna and in just a moment. You are listening to the Trail Manners podcast, bringing you the dirt of and the verse.
2: All right, welcome back to the Trail Manners podcast. Today we're at Beans and Brews and we're talking to Jen Lynn Eaton. So, Jenna Lynn, we were just covering what your, some of your goals are for 2016. And I, as we said, it's a super impressive list. Now, of course, you can't do this without a little bit of help, and you've got some really great sponsors, La Sportiva, Gnarly Nutrition. So go ahead and maybe talk a little bit about your sponsors, give them a little shout-out because, I mean, it's hard to do all this without a little bit of help.
1: Yeah, and um, La Sportiva was great, um, meeting and talking with them I remember my first when I started with them I was really nervous about it and a lot of sponsors put pressure for you to race or perform or fast times and the contracts have certain clauses in them And, and so I approached my manager and he's like oh no no he's like all right we want you to pursue whatever it is you want he's like we've got the podium chasers we've got and then he's like, we've got people who just run around the mountains and do whatever they want. And you're probably in that category, and we just want you to do what you love and let us know, and we can make it happen for you. And so they've been really supportive. And there's no pressure for me to race, which has been great because they're more excited about me pursuing new lines in the mountains versus running a race and getting publicity because you can run a race fast. Yeah. Right. And so that's that's been really great. I mean... Support. It's nice to see companies putting emphasis not on just performance and races, but on loving the mountains and passions taking care of them. And, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, that's how those companies start is through their <sighs> passions and loving it too. So. Yeah,
1: the, I think the Sportiva tagline is like "for your passion" or something, and it's kind of fun that they hold true to that. Uh, and then Gnarly Nutrition is a, a lifestyle nutrition, and um, they do a lot in the natural and vegan lines, and. They're also local out of Lehigh, and they're a pretty great company, and they've got a pretty impressive list of weightlifters and rock climbers and soccer players that they support, but they've been really great. Um, I do a lot of strength training, and so using their way with that has been really helpful. Um, I train with Cass at Momentum Athlete, and so it's kind of an all-around mountain program, and then he's very sensitive to my training schedules and personal needs. And so he alters a lot of the workouts for me, which has been really helpful. Yeah. Um,
0: And so those are kind of your sponsors, but you have, like, a laundry list of quote-unquote supporters. You're an ambassador for a lot of people.
1: Yeah, so I... Worked with um, Ultra Adventures this summer Mm -hmm. and huge supporter of Matt Gunn's races in general because of how he gives back to the communities he's involved in. And so I spent a lot of time this year at races I didn't run, I'm just volunteering and doing various service projects, working with the people there.
2: He's pretty good guy. We are hoping to get him on the podcast here shortly. He's kind of off the radar right now, though. Yeah, a little he, hard
0: to get hold of. He says, yeah, Eric, I'm off the grid right now. I'm living outside Escalante with nothing. So he's, he's, <laughs> he's I can't wait. This is going to be... He's uh, building a house, right? He, yeah, he is, he, actually.
1: He's all, He was up here last week. He's yep. kind of all over the place. Yep. You just got to pin him down, I think. <laughs> <laughs> but I worked with them. I've worked with uh, Terra Mar. They're a base layer clothing company, ski clothing company. Mm-hmm. And um, Momentum Athlete Program. And then a handful of other companies I have been there. You know, Ultimate Direction, uh, Fuel have kind of hooked me up. I also gear test for Trail and, ultra and Outdoor Women's Alliance. Nice. And so there's a lot of support for—I see a lot of support in pursuing what you love, and that has been really great. Well,
0: on top of that, you also have a pretty fun little job, too. You are at the Park City Running Company.
1: Right, yeah, it's a, and we have a coffee shop inside, oh. so it's coffee and running, huh. like my two favorite per- things. I was say,
2: huh, what a what a combination! The <laughs> <laughs> only thing you're missing is beer.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Canis has a fridge full in the back, oh, okay. but we Next are show, so I didn't tell you that. There. Canis,
0: <laughs> open your front door. We are on our way.
1: <laughs> but no, it's been a, it's a really fun job. Uh, we work with a lot of uh, all types of runners come in, but the trail support. Um, Coming into the store has been phenomenal. Um, We get a lot of people running their first 50Ks and have a lot of questions. I mean, we still get a lot of like those first half marathoners or 5Kers or everybody. But it's been fun to see uh, how excited the trail community is to have. Our store is about 50% trail, 50% road, which uh, nationwide trail makes up 4% of sales. And so we're quite the anomaly in that way. And so it's nice to be able to offer options, um, especially with a community that has thousands of miles of trails at our fingertips, and and be able to kind of educate people that way too.
2: That's awesome. So I want to touch on something that you brought up earlier with your you lift you basically lift weights in the off season. So how do you think that's helping your in season type of adventures?
1: I and I lift a little bit in the summer as well, but it's been really great on anything beyond five or six hours. Um, I mean, I'm obviously stronger and I'm making gains in that way and there's the benefits of tone and that kind of stuff. But I think the biggest benefit in ultra or in runmo is after so many hours of fatigue, you're gonna be using your back and core um, more than you would expect. And it's kind of difficult to train those areas through just running. You're not going to get those places strong to carry a pack for 25 hours just running. And so being able to strengthen all those muscles, I just feel more durable. Right. Like I can run. Um, I was at Rio de Lago last weekend, and it doesn't faze me at all to have to carry a pack and run that fast. Right. Because... My midsection is so strong now.
2: So your form stays truer to the start of the race longer. Like yes. you said, just that durability is huge.
1: The durability is, is really big, and it's interesting going to the class and seeing like a climber or skier's strengths versus my own, um, because I suck. <laughs> like I can't lift very heavy. <laughs> but anytime we're doing rounds of things, like by round seven, my goal is to get in more and heavier reps and versus you know, the climbers who are starting to phase out and it's like, oh yeah, my training pays off. I'm very durable. I can get stronger as time goes on instead of weaker. And so it's also nice mentally too because then you, you think on that you know, late in a race, like I've trained myself to be stronger now, not weaker and to kind of pull from that.
0: Well, you, that's huge. And, and you just brought up a word mentally. So I'm, I'm looking at your list of what you've done and also what you've talked to us about you want to do in the future mentally. That is bigger than most people do. So, your mental resiliency. Yeah, your mental resiliency has got to be peaked, right? I mean, you're you're strong, you're (laughs) tough, you know that, right? And she's a mom, too. (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: I find suffering humorous. So, I think that that just helps. Like, when things really, really suck, I think it gets really, really funny. Wow. Instead of. (laughs) So, I'm very vocal about it sucking, don't get me wrong, but that just makes me laugh more. So, I think that that's beneficial in some way. Uh, I wouldn't say that that's like a perfect mental game, but... Is it working? <laughs> yes. <laughs> <Doesn't>, Maybe. <yeah. laughs>
0: so you mentioned all the stuff you're doing. You've got the off-season training program. You've got your job at Park City Run Company. You've got your ambassadorships, your sponsors, Your you know all these things you're chasing. How do you balance everything? Because you do have children. So how do you balance everything?
1: I have no idea.
0: <laughs> Is it just winging it every day?
1: I've got my you know my weekly and monthly kind of goals as far as training goes and and being careful that way and then a lot of it's just I think you make time for what's important to you and so be it I wake up at four to go hit some peaks so that I can be done at noon to take my kids out to lunch so that I can you know it's just a matter of just squeezing it all in like yesterday morning, I, I can't run right now. I've got another week on the injury, but I woke up early and lifted and pool ran and, you know, went to an art museum, went and worked eight hours, saw a friend, went home, put my kids to bed. Like I was gone for like 14 hours, but it's <laughs> long day, but you can, you know, you make time for what's important to you.
2: Right. That priority. We've heard that before from Tara Warren when we did our interview with yeah. her. No, and the, if it's a priority, she'll make time for it.
0: And the fact that you're with us today, tell, I'm just going to take it as this is a priority. That's how I'm, that's how I'm taking this, whether it is or not. So thank you. <laughs> oh, of
2: course.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so going forward. Um, you talk about how you're training in the mornings everything you usually train with other people like when you hit a 4 a.m you bag a peak is it something do you do solo often I mean that's kind of you know a lot especially with with females as they you know don't want to go out by themselves which I totally understand I went out yesterday morning by myself and a raccoon darn near chased me off the mountain so do you, <laughs> do you train with others a lot or do you do solo a lot or, or is it kind of a mix
1: I'm about 50 50 yeah and um, it's much easier to commit to, like, a 4 a.m. Alpine startup something if someone else is there. Yeah. Uh, but it's also nice if I'm going to push pace to go alone or the days that I'm squeezing in, like, a 50-minute something before my kids get off of school. Um, if I go by myself, I can get in some decent mileage right out my door versus meeting up with somebody. Um, as far as going high and alone, like, I... I've done some ridges in the Wasatch that I wouldn't recommend to other people to do alone. But I've done them a few times, and I feel confident and safe. But there's definitely things that I wouldn't want to do alone. Um, bushwhacking. Yeah. I think, it, I don't know if it's like a short people thing. <laughs> but like when the brush is taller than me, I don't really want to be by myself. <laughs> Even though like danger-wise, it's not dangerous at all. Like, scrambling fifth class is far more dangerous. But I'd scramble fifth class alone all day. And I don't really want to bushwhack alone all day. Huh. So uh, we all have our own like, realms of perceived safety. Um, I'm not afraid to run alone in the dark. or In that way, I've, it's a benefit because I know that can be a big hindrance. It's yeah. overcoming that fear of going out as a female alone. But I feel like the most dangerous places to run as a woman alone are in the city, um, city trails, uh, easy access trails, because those are the times I've had my scariest experiences versus like if I'm up at 11K, I'm by myself. Yeah. Like my biggest danger is myself doing something stupid instead of someone bigger than me doing something stupid. Yeah,
0: that makes sense. Well, we are going to wrap up. We're going to take another quick break, and then we're going to come back with what uh, the Trail Manners Nation loves is the lightning round. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Eric Manning. Thanks for listening to the Trail Manners Podcast, bringing you the dirt and the vert. Okay, we are back with... Gentle and Eaton here at uh, Beans and Brews in Salt Lake Bay REI again. I apologize the 78 Studio 78 is on the IR. Uh, we've had a great show today. Uh, it's been a lot of fun to get to know. There's one quick question before we get to the lightning round, though. on some of the things on Facebook, I have seen a hashtag that I'm intrigued by, and I think it's called Mountain Misfits. And yes. I want to know more about that.:
1: So Mountain Misfits is a, a little group. Here we call it the Wasatch Mountain Misfits. It'd be cool if it took off and there were other misfit groups. But we've got a little group of artists or art appreciators here in the Wasatch. And we meet monthly um, somewhere in the Wasatch and share art. So I think right now maybe two-thirds of the people that come share original work, wow. um, be it paintings, photos, poetry, short stories. Um, and then another group, you know, part of the group just shares song lyrics or we've had people bring their guitars out and play. I mean, wow. we have some really talented artists here in the Wasatch. Wow. Um, it started because going to a lot of art venues and poetry slams and readings and, and wanting a place to share, but maybe a place that one was safer for us introverted trail runners or two, that's more, uh, more of what we are writing about. And so we change locales every month. And it's a, bit, it's a bit fun to just meet and share. It's a bunch of really awkward people. Sweet. A lot of the time, I, the, our local one starts, I have a really heavy, thick poetry anthology. And I hold a lantern and I read a poem and say I feel awkward and I go sit down. And then everybody just gets up and shares when they feel like it. And we talk and it's great. And right now we're getting maybe like 10 to 18 people each month. Um, and it's been a great little community.
0: So yeah. I so how do you find out about it though? Is it? I mean, it's it's secret. You change <laughs> locations. This is like you know, <laughs> raving almost. So how do you even find out about this for those those introverted artists, runners,
1: mountain people? We uh, we have a secret Facebook group. Uh-oh. You know the rules to get in change. Sometimes you're supposed to have to carry all the anthologies, but I uh, mostly if you just show up you'll get added. And I post, I created a Facebook event and posted in the Wasatch Mountain Wranglers every month um, and just invite people to come. I mean, you can just share treats if you don't want to share work. That's Sweet. cool, too, because I like cake. Just put that out there. Chocolate. We also like chocolate.
0: Chocolate and chocolate and cake.
1: So, but it, it's kind of its own fun community. Um, we definitely want people to be coming and getting involved, for sure. And some of these artists, like I said, are fantastic. So, it's really great to see what people here can create
0: okay so you everybody out there keep an eye on the wasatch mountain misfits because this is gonna I mean we're talking to somebody here that's basically taking all the fun things from from Runmo to the monopoly to the wasatch mountain misfits I mean you're starting like some type of global movement here <laughs> I can feel one of these breaking free
1: I don't know about that <laughs>
0: So, so we're gonna we're gonna end with a little bit of a lightning round. Um, oh so basically, we are gonna fire away just a few, you know, quick little easy questions or <laughs> tidbits, and Joel has to hide it from me because I see you peeking over there. Um, and just totally answer peeking. answer honestly and truthfully, and just you know whatever comes to mind. So, are you, are you ready for this?
1: I, I'm just sad I can't answer emoji. That yeah, seems easier. There, no, or you, I guess you could
0: say emoji bomb.
1: <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> emoji thumbs up.
1: Perfect. <laughs> emoji cake. Emoji chocolate cake. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Okay. So for you, prefer Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram?
1: Instagram.
0: Oh, okay.
2: Advice to a new trail runner?
1: Have fun.
0: Favorite racing distance and why?
1: Racing like like I want to race it. Yeah, I'm not race. just there to have fun. Yeah, Probably 100K.
0: 100K.
2: Okay. Good. Typical meal night before an event: race, adventure run, run mo.
1: It's really stressed out. Oh, before an event? Yeah. Yes. I, something with a lot of fats and vegetables.
0: Um, if there was a movie about your life, which we have all decided is super interesting, who would play you on screen?
1: Who would play me? Yeah. <laughs> I. I do not know.
0: <laughs> no 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 guesses. I would think Reese Witherspoon just because she just did an outdoor one.
2: Oh, because she just did that movie?
1: What yeah. Yeah. She's was that movie? also short. Wild. It's gotta be someone short.
0: I didn't think of that, but that's a good point too. <laughs> so I don't know how big she is. Sure.
2: If someone wrote a biographic about you, what would the title be? So if they wrote a biography about you, what would it be?
1: Uh what would the title be? Yeah. The Mountainist. That the would mount, be nice. Of course, yeah.
0: There we go. What's your What's your favorite morning or evening runs?
1: And uh, morning.
2: What have you learned from running?
1: I I would guess how to find peace and passion.
0: What is? Um, so you have a run scheduled, and you can take one person on this run. Past, present, anybody. Who would you take with you and why, just to pick their brains or talk to?
1: There's so many people I would want to take.
0: You get one. You get one interesting person, past, present, celebrity. This climber. always stumps
2: everybody. It does. This is
0: why I like it, though.
2: Except for Scott Hyman. He had a good response. Yeah. He, he came back right away. Yeah. So what do you got? What was his? Uh, like Che Guevara or something like
0: that. Yeah, some somebody, and then he also had uh, Castro in there. I think yeah. was number two. Yeah, well, you know how Scott Jaime is. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we got some. We got anybody, some anybody, right? Anybody. And I can pick their brains. Yep. Yeah, on a run.
1: You can throw skittles at them if I don't like their answers. Yeah, absolutely. Aristotle. Oh, Ooh, nice. <laughs> That's
0: deep. That's deep.
1: deep. It has to be skittles. You don't like Skittles? What's going on on with Skittles?
0: Are you going to do something with Skittles now? (laughs) Are we looking for a Facebook page? Are we looking for a hashtag? (laughs) Are we trying to find something with Skittles? What else are you starting? (laughs) Move over, Marshawn Lynch. Well, that's all we have for today. We, we definitely want to thank uh Jenlyn Eaton for joining us. Um, I can't express. I mean, you need to go to her website at www.themountainist.com. Check out what she does. Check out her, her sponsors. Check out her the people that support her and everything. Um, she's been great. Thanks for taking the time with us. I know you don't have a lot of it, so we just want to say thank you very much.
2: No problem. Thanks. Yeah, thanks. It was great.
0: Thank you for listening to the Trail Manners podcast. We'd sure like to thank Jenna Eaton for joining us. You can see more of Jenalyn over at Instagram at J underscore E and the number 10. Or you can follow her on Twitter at JL underscore E10. We also encourage you to join us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Trail Manners or swing by our website at www.trailmanners.com. You can come into the store page there for some gear. Hit us up on the contact page. Let us know what you want to see who you want to hear, and if you want to be on the show. Until next time, this is Eric Manning and Joel Hatch reminding you, you don't get what you wish for, you get what you work for. Now go get it.